This episode of Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger is being sponsored by Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Van Leer in Danville. Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Van Leer in Danville can help with long-term financial strategies. He can be reached at 317-718-1930. Edward Jones, member SIPC. This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers. This is where Alan hangs out with music royalty. And now your host, Alan Kiger. This is Alan with Sights and Sounds Promotions. I'm your host, and my guest today is Danny Shirley of the Confederate Railroad. How are you doing today, Danny? I'm doing good. Good to be talking to you today. Well, I'm glad you gave me a call. So, with this COVID-19, how bad has this hurt the band? Well, it's uh, everybody in the industry is pretty much out of work this year. Uh, but boy, 2021 is looking real good. <laughs> Everything's got moved to next year. <laughs> Instead of doing uh, 200 shows in one year, you guys are going to try to figure out how to do 14, 400? I think that's about right for next year. Um, now, you take like this month and the month of August, we, uh, we had 14 shows we were going to do. And uh, 13 of them have uh, uh, been moved to uh, next year, or, re- or are going to be rescheduled for next year. So yeah, it's been uh, it's been something that uh, you know nobody could have seen coming or anything. But uh, we'll survive it, and like I say, we'll have a, a great year next year. Okay. So, what have you and the band been been doing doing during this off time? Well, if the rest of the bands like me, they've been being worked like dogs for their wives right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've done more home fix up honeydew stuff in the past uh, since March than I have the past 20 years, I think. But no, we've been staying home, enjoying it, and uh, uh, you know, doing some fixing up around the house and uh, things like that. And uh, you know, I was kind of freaked out at first when it first hit. But uh, after I kind of got used to being home, I've, uh, I've kind of enjoyed it, to tell you the truth. I wonder how many bands like you guys are going to, you know, next year it's going to be really hard to be on the road and be away from your wife and your kids and your family and, you know, stuff you haven't, you've really never done since you, since you started touring. Well, that's true. You know, it's, uh, uh, I've been out here on the road for 44 years and, um, uh, you know, I've always stayed busy working uh, even before railroad growing up with Coe and, uh, you know, David Allen Coe and Johnny Paycheck and all that. And uh, this is the most time I've ever had off. And like I said, at first it was it was really strange to me, but uh, once I kind of got used to it, I think uh, uh, you know I found a way to enjoy it. And uh, but you know I'm sure once we get back on the road next year, it's going to be like old times. Everybody's going to be happy to be out, and um, uh, should be a lot of fun. Like it's always been. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit uh, about your your days with the band. You know, when when you guys were Johnny Paycheck's band and David Allen Coe's band, let's let's talk a little bit about that. Well, I started uh, playing music in my hometown, Chattanooga, back in '76, and uh, you know, just me and a guitar playing in uh, little bars and clubs now. Then put the band together, and we started traveling around the southeast. And uh, then uh, in the, let's see, that would have been what about '81. I think when I put the band together and um, then we did our own thing for a while 
and uh, ended up uh, doing some work with uh, Johnny Paycheck. And uh, then we were uh, David Allen Coe's band. I was his band leader and road manager for several years, right up until we signed the deals Confederate Railroad. That's pretty exciting. And I, I've well, it was a great education, you know. Um, uh, David and I have laughed about this. You know, of course, you, you that old saying you learn from your mistakes. Well, if you work with Johnny Paycheck, David Allen Coe, you were able to learn from their mistakes. <laughs> and uh, David and I were riding around Nashville one night after the uh, railroad records hit big, and uh, I had to go do some vocals on the second album. And I said, well, I got to go to the studio. You want to ride over there with me? So he jumped in the truck, and we're riding over. And, of course, you know how gruff David can be. And he said, uh, said, I read this interview you did the other day. It kind of ticked me off, and I laughed. And I said, what did I say about you? He said, he told this guy you learn more about what not to do in the music business with me than what to do. He said, then I got back and realized you're probably right. <laughs> but it, it was a great education. You know, those are two country music legends. And uh, I got to stand, you know, right beside them uh, on stage. And uh, and I was able to see what they did that worked well and then see some things that uh, they did that I would have done different, maybe. And uh, like I say, it was a great way to learn, uh, learn the music business. Well, I'll tell you, I, I had an opportunity to see you a couple of years ago here in Indiana, and I, I talked to you a little bit after the show. I'm sure you don't remember because there's been, you know, several hundred shows or thousands of people you've talked to since then. But I remember David Allen Coe. My dad had a service station in Danville, Indiana. I had a Snoco station, and David Allen Coe pulled in in his motorhome with his his uh, chimpanzee, I think it was. And, yeah. and you guys were in the vehicle behind, and you guys gassed up at my dad's gas station. That's was always one of my dad's fond memories. So it always it always brings a good memory to me whenever my dad and I. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, in, in our end of the business, of course, we can't remember everybody we meet because we meet so many people. But uh, most people remember when they meet, like a David Allen Coe or a Johnny Paycheck or even a Confederate Railroad. And uh, I love hearing those stories about uh, when I've crossed paths with somebody like that. Yeah, it, it was it was a bright spot for my dad. So I remember one time back when uh, we were on the radio so much, uh, the railroad records. Of course, we had two buses and a tractor trailer, and we were all over the country. I think one year we did 326 shows. Ooh. But um, uh, we were going through either Illinois or Iowa on back roads to get to the next show, and it was a, a daytime trip that we were taking. Usually we travel at night. But um, uh, we were going on these back roads, and I don't remember the state or the city or anything, a little town, but it's just a small place. And there was a billboard there on the side of the road said, uh, like a mom and pop ice cream place up, you know, five miles ahead. So I told the driver, or well, I told the road manager, actually, I had to tell all the, bus, the buses and the tractor trailer to pull in here at this ice cream place. That sounds really good. I'll buy everybody ice cream. And it was just great. We pulled in there, and, uh, you know, I said, a really small town. It's really a crossroads. And you got these two big tour buses, this tractor trailer, and we all get off and go in there and eat ice cream. And by the time we were done, it's like half the town had come out to get pictures and autographs. And it was just a great memory for me. Uh, I just, just really enjoy doing stuff like that. Yeah, it's probably been a great memory for a lot of those people that live in that town. Right. And, you know, I'll, I'm sure the people that came out that day, they 
still talk about you, but that day that they all had ice cream with Confederate Railroad, you know. <laughs> but I just love stuff like that. Well, with the uh, with the band uh, Confederate Railroad, I did a little research here, and uh, I saw that you you guys have sold over five million albums, which is pretty impressive. Um, your self-titled album went double platinum, which is that's that's amazing. And had, yeah, that was that's a big record for us. You had six hit singles, and then you went on and won ACM for top new vocal group of the year. You know, did that was that a was that a goal when you were up there? Did you think you were going to win it when they're you know calling your guys's names out? You know, and, no, I'll be honest. You know, everybody says that it's an honor just to be nominated, which he is. But people really want to win. <laughs> when I was sitting there, I thought, you know, I'd have been all right if somebody else won. I'd have been happy for him, you know. But uh, deep down, you want to win. Yes, yeah, so it's cool when you get something like that. Well, let's go ahead and listen to Smash Hit uh, that the band had called Queen of Memphis. That was the number one record for us. Sounds good. That was Queen of Memphis. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. I'm talking with Danny Shirley of Confederate Railroad. Uh, Danny, the band followed up on their second album with Notorious, and uh, it was certified platinum. You know, another another smash hit right off the right. That's off the true. Yeah, yeah. The biggest hit we had off that, I guess, the first hit was uh, uh, Daddy Never Was Cadillac Kind. And uh, I was reading an article from a country music magazine, um, I guess, about a year ago, and they had listed like that their the top ten Confederate Railroad records. And uh, of course, Crazy Women is always number one, you know, because that's the one that sold the most, gets the most airplay and all. But this particular uh, guy had uh, listed Trash Women number two and Cadillac Hunt at number one, and I thought, uh, I don't know, that's pretty cool. So I, I think of that every time I play that song out. Some people think that's the best thing we ever did. Well, I, I've given that song many listens, and I listened to it again last night uh, while I was doing my notes to interview you. And I, I saw a, saw some kind of a YouTube video where people call in. This gentleman reacts to songs, and a truck driver had sent this in. And this, this young gentleman, you know, was just preaching to people how, you know, Daddy never was the Cadillac kind and the meaning of it and what's behind it and what's important. So I could see maybe where somebody would include that maybe as your, as your top song. Yeah, that really touched a lot of people. I have so many folks coming to me saying that uh, uh, at their dad's funeral, they would play that. Their mom's funeral, they played Jesus' mama. And uh, that video, I don't know if you remember that video or not, but um, uh, I filmed that in the little community where I was uh, born and raised outside of Chattanooga. And uh, my grandfather that uh, taught me to play guitar, uh, he was a coal miner. And we filmed that uh, video with the lead character, Daddy, as being a coal miner. And uh, we filmed it there around the mines where he actually worked. And there's a scene there at the end where uh, uh, the hearse is going through uh, down the road to, uh, uh, with, with his body. And uh, a lot of miners are walking and they stop and put their uh, hats over their hearts and everything, show respect. And a lot of those people that were in that video actually worked in the mines with my grandfather. So uh, and, uh, he would have been 109 today. Today? That's... Yeah, he was born in 1911. Yeah. He'd have been 109 years old today. And um, uh, But that, that was a, a special video for us to make. 
Well, when I was watching that video just last night again, I remember you were standing by, I think, a tombstone, and it had the last name Shirley. Would that have been your grandfather's tombstone you were standing by? No, it wasn't my grandfather, but it was uh, some relatives of mine. That's the local uh, cemetery there in, uh, outside Chattanooga. And that little boy that was walking around looking at the headstones was my oldest son, who is, uh, what, 32 now. Wow, he was a little kid yeah. in that video. Yeah, he's just a little kid. <laughs> there, was, there was another hit song you had on there called uh, Elvis and Andy. And uh, I remember when you guys were on the uh, Huckabee show and and you guys played that and Huckabee sat in on bass. You know, was that, was that yeah, sure did. a pretty cool feeling to be on the show and have him jump? I was like, oh, well, he's such a great guy. And, uh, you know, I stay out of politics and everything, but... Uh, 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 I do tend to lean a little bit right, and, uh, and he, that's right in line with him. And uh, the thing about Governor Huckabee is he does politics, but he's a, a, just a good Christian man. Yes, and, um, uh, you know, you have to wonder about our politicians sometimes, about how good of people they actually are. But um, uh, he has all, all my respect. He's just a great guy. Well, let's talk about Elvis and Andy. That, that song, it, it has a different meaning kind of towards me. I kind of, you know, I think back of the, the Elvis time period and the Andy time period and the, the Mayberry and life was slower and maybe life was just a little little better and a little different. But it makes remi reminds me of my hometown, Danville, Indiana, because we have the Mayberry Festival here. We have the Mayberry Cafe. It just, there's something... There's something hometowny about that song, even though it's it's not necessarily about that. Well, anytime you talk about Mayberry, I think it takes you back to old time values. Everybody knows what that means, um, uh, and, and you know, it, I think we all do miss those times in a way. But uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid they're they're gone in the past, and uh, a song like that, maybe when you think of it, it does take you back to a. a Time to put a smile on your face. Well, let's go ahead and listen to Elvis and Andy. We'll return to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger right after this. September 20th, friends, family, and community are invited to the gun show, Ride for Life. Appearing live will be Levi Riggs with special guest Keller and Cole. It takes place at the Amphitheater at Ellis Park in Danville, supporting local at-risk students. More information can be found by searching for Gun Show Ride for Life on Facebook. This is Levi Riggs, and you're listening to Alan on WYRZ. I'm Alan Kiger. My guest today is Danny Shirley of the Confederate Railroad. Danny, you, you put out a most recent album up. Lucky to be alive. That was uh, two or three years ago. Um, tell me about that that album. Well, it was you know I hadn't planned on making that record. Um, uh, some of these new guys that have uh, well, I say new, they've been out for several years now. But um, uh, like Luke Bryant came to me and said, uh, you know, if you only knew how many times I've been sitting on the riverbank fishing, list your records. Uh, Jason Aldean talking about uh, uh, trying to sneak into my shows when he's underage because he's such a big fan there in his hometown of Macon. And uh, I got to thinking, you know, I thought, well, I should uh, maybe write some songs and pitch to these guys. 
And uh, so I got together with a couple of buddies of mine, uh, Blue Miller, no Gibson Miller Band, and uh, Sonny Lemaire, the bass player for the band Exile, who are both, you know, great songwriters, great yeah. musicians. And uh, we got to, uh, about once a month, we'd get together at Blue's house where he had a nice studio built. And we'd sit down and write and uh, then, you know, do the demo right there and record it. And uh, they started coming together really good. And uh, a buddy of mine that worked at Sony uh, heard what we was doing. He said, well, why don't we just make a new Confederate Railroad record? Uh, so uh, instead of pitching these songs, these other artists, we decided to make the Lucky to Be Alive album. And it worked out really good for us. Um, um, I think Blue and Sonny and I wrote about uh, 80 or 90 percent of the record. And um, uh, had a lot of fun making it. You also redid a song on there, one of your bigger hits, Trashy Women, and, and you got John Anderson singing the first chorus, and you got Willie Nelson singing, and uh, that qu quite unique. Yeah, that was different, uh, and our buddy Colt Ford did the third verse there with us, but uh, the reason we did that is um, uh, somebody suggested going back and recutting one of the old hits, and I thought, well, there's really, you know, Trashy Women, there's really no reason to do it. Uh, I mean, you've already been nominated for a Grammy for it, so, you know, a couple million copies. But uh, then we got the idea was well, remake it and, and do it for charity. And uh, I guess about seven, eight years ago, maybe, uh, maybe longer than that, uh, myself and a couple of buddies of mine started a, a foundation. Uh, a friend of mine in North Georgia. This was several years ago, but uh, he was on his back hole and didn't realize his three-year-old son had come outside and backed over him and killed his own son. Oh, and, uh, of course, you can imagine what it did to, to our friend there. And uh, uh, so we started a foundation, that little boy's name, called the Hunter Worley Foundation. And uh, what we do is there in the Chattanooga area, if uh, somebody loses a child, be it um, uh, illness or accident or whatever, we go in and help with funeral expenses. We uh, uh, have deals with the, the, the grave markers. Uh, we have uh, clergy and uh, therapists that work with the families, help them get through this. And, uh, of course, there's never an uplifting story about all this, but it uh, it did. It has really been quite the experience uh, dealing with these families and seeing what they have to go through. One cool thing about it is some of these families we've helped get through this uh, have become part of the foundation to where when somebody does lose a child, they can go talk to them. You know, thank God I can't talk to somebody about what it's like to lose a kid because thankfully I never have. But these people know exactly what these people are going through. And it seems like it's even been good therapy for them to uh, be able to uh, help somebody else get through this. But uh, all the proceeds from that go to, uh, from that um, uh, version of Trashy Women, go to the foundation. Well, let's go ahead and listen to a version of that song, Trashy Women. You got it. That was Trashy Women. I'm Alan Kiger. My guest right now is uh, Danny Shirley of Confederate Railroad. Before we just played that song, you were talking about you know your foundation and doing charity work. I also saw that you uh, you did some uh, at least a charity concert where you gave the money to uh, Honor Flight, and uh, you know I want to tell you that's kind of kind of dear to my heart. I'm in Rotary here in Danville, and and we've raised a lot of money, and 
and done a lot of things for for honor flight and want to thank you for that and has there been other concerts that you've done that for also well we uh there's been several um um, fundraisers we've done to help different people um done a lot for st jude's over the years that's um uh, you know, they're in my home state of Tennessee, and I think they do great work. Um, you know, just I just think it's just the right thing to do if you uh, uh, if you can help somebody, you need to do it, and uh, it doesn't take. Uh, uh, it's not really going to cost anything to help somebody. That's true. Before I get you off here, I know you've you've written a lot of songs. You've been on the road for what do you say, forty four years. Uh, this, this year, you know, you've been at home helping your wife with honeydew projects. Other, other than writing and playing, what are your hobbies? You know, I don't really do anything. Um, we're always, uh, you know, doing something around the house and everything. She always keeps me busy here. And, um, you know, I hang out with my kids, even though uh, they're about grown now. You know, I've got uh, one at University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Uh, one University of Tennessee in Chattanooga, and then my oldest lives in um, uh, Nashville, outside of Nashville, Tennessee. But, uh, you know, we get together a lot, and that's really about it. Um, you know, don't, um, I'm like the most boring redneck in the world. I don't, uh, I don't hunt and fish or watch NASCAR or nothing like that, actually. <laughs> now, now, during this time, have, have you been writing since you've been off? Thanks for being my guest today. Is there any place that you're going to be playing uh, near Central Indiana? Is there any shows that haven't been canceled? Well, you know, everything's just up in the air right now. Uh, uh, it seems like, you know, three or four times a week we're getting the messages where we're going to move this to this date. And right now I'm just afraid to say uh, I have some things coming up like in Illinois and uh, uh, that'd be about the closest to you. But I think it's about to move too, so I'd rather not even put it on people's minds right now. <laughs> well, Danny, thanks for being my guest today here on WYRZ. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks for giving your time. Uh, we wish, you know, listeners go out. All these bands are in the same position. Go to their website. Go to their Facebook page. Order a shirt. Buy a CD. Download a song. Is there is there any place I'm missing where people can go and gather that information? Charlie Daniels passed away last month. Uh, 
over 30 years. And uh, I want people to know what kind of person he was. And here's a great story, great example of that. My keyboard player, Joey, he spent 28 years in the military, uh, retired as command, uh, uh, command sergeant major. But he was saying that he was, uh, you know, moved around and stuff, that any time they were moved, they would find other musicians to get together and jam with and play music with. And he said when they were uh, uh, would do this, it was usually like old worn-out equipment and keyboards that were missing keys and stuff like that. So uh, he said they were in Bosnia, and they decided to uh, write letters to country music stars and say, you know, if you got an old amplifier you're not using or an old guitar or something, you know, would you mind sending it to us here at the, in Bosnia? And I said, they never heard back from anybody. And one day, a, uh, uh, a truck pulled up and unloaded a whole stage full of brand new music equipment, courtesy of Charlie Daniels. Wow. And uh, that, that's just the kind of guy he was. And uh, uh, he was one of those people that it, when you met him, he was exactly like what you hoped he would be. And just uh, one of the finest people I've ever known and had the pleasure of, uh, of being spent as much time around. And uh, he will be sorely missed. But I just wanted to say that so people know what kind of loss the, the music industry suffered. Well, I'm glad you shared that. And while you're talking about that, my dad uh, took me to my first concert when I was 15 years old, and it was the Charlie Daniels Band. And I've been hooked ever since. And I, you know, with the exception of this year, I'm going to two or three shows a week, and I have forever. And Charlie's the one that, that lit the fire and wanted me to, to go see more of them. He was outstanding. He was a great, great man. A great man. Well, thanks for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Again, fans, get out there. Uh, Look Confederate Railroad up on Facebook, follow them, like them, buy a CD. Uh, let's help all the artists the best we can during these uh, COVID times when people aren't out touring. Thanks, Danny. Thank you. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger. Join us the first and third Sunday of every month at 11 a.m. on WYRZ. And don't forget, if you miss a broadcast, you can hear the podcast at sightsandsoundspromotions.com, where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Van Leer in Danville can help with long-term financial strategies. He can be reached at 317-718-1930. Edward Jones, member SIPC. September 20th, friends, family, and community are invited to The Gun Show, Ride for Life. Appearing live will be Levi Riggs with special guest Keller and Cole. It takes place at the Amphitheater at Ellis Park in Danville, supporting local at-risk students. More information can be found by searching for Gun Show, Ride for Life on Facebook.